0: And Monday, we talked a lot about the issues that this team has, but we still have to be confident going into week three. So what are you most confident in about this team as they face the Texans?
1: The quarterback. The offensive role.
0: Welcome to Jagzam on this Wednesday. I'm Kainani Stevens in here with Brian Sexton, John Osier. And as I mentioned, we're turning the page today. We're going to talk positive all day on Wednesday. I've decided because we kind of we kind of went in on it a little bit on Monday. And the sky is not falling. Things are OK. Because you guys still mentioned what you're most confident in is the issue we were most concerned about. When, when you
2: said that was your question, I thought, where oh, do I want to go with this? Do I want to talk about the linebackers? Do I want to talk about the secondary, the defense that's played so well, Evan Ingram, the receivers? I. I there's really a little bit on the interior of the offensive line. There's some concern, but other sure. than that, I think this team could turn it around pretty quickly.
1: Well, history shows us that these players on offense are good. Uh, Doug Peterson's offense over the course of time and, and, and the Chiefs offense, frankly, is very similar, produces, it works. Uh, I think Trevor Lawrence is, it is a good player. We've seen that. So I, over 17 games uh they're going to be a good offense
2: at least neither one of us said logan cook even though he's the best punter in the league so who wouldn't have confidence in him but there was a time in 2020 and 2021 where he would have said hey man logan cook best player on the team it's
0: dire times when you're going to the punter although we do love you logan cook no nothing against you we love you and we love the banana ball and all of that let's get into our big things today because why not We're turning the page that's our first big thing today because as i mentioned what happened in week two against the Chiefs? Hopefully, is an isolated incident. Yes, you have to watch the tape. Yes, you have to learn from it. But we got to move on. Mentally, that team needs to move on too. Because, as we discussed at certain points, if you don't, you know, turn the page and move on to the next game you have ahead of you, then things can spiral, and that's when we would become really concerned. Um, Brian, do you feel that the team is in the right place to move forward this week and I, kind of put this behind them? I
2: do. And and I, you know, I talked on Monday a little bit about. How I thought last week that Doug Peterson came into his Wednesday press conference and wasn't himself. He was absolutely himself on Monday. Uh, there's an old axiom in the NFL, don't let him beat you twice. You know, it, It's one thing to get beat, especially by the defending Super Bowl champs, but don't let the hangover of a poor performance put you in peril of losing to the Texans the next week. And it was clear to me from the moment that Doug started talking on Monday that he had his focus and thus the team's focus in the right place.
1: Um, I think they are. I also think it's not, uh, it's not something that you can assume, and I guess what I mean is this. Last year they were 2-6, and six and then sort of had to punch their way back into the postseason, so at no point have they really been considered a good team, and then sort of had a body blow, and had an early season. This is new form, I guess mm-hmm. my point. They're favored in this game. They believe they ought to win. They're playing a young team uh, that they, you know, quote ought to beat. They haven't been in that situation before, and it's a division game, so it's big. I hate the word trap game, but if anything fit, you know, not trap whatever, but they have never really done this thing where they have sort of proven, okay, we're better. What does trap we're fit though? On. I mean, I, I think trap would have fit this week if, if they had beaten, sure, if they had beaten the Chiefs,
2: then you could say right, right. there is a trap. Uh, I I think if anything else it's the reverse of that this week there is a hyper focus uh, with the loss of Kansas City and and look we said this on Monday it's one thing to lose to Kansas City they're the defending world champions and Patrick Mahomes is the best player in the league there is no disgrace in that the hangover effect here is that the offense just looks so out of sync and we expected the the offense to not look that way right? right we didn't expect them to lose the way that they did. But, John, I think you wrote this a couple of times. You know, they had a shot with five minutes left in the red zone of the Chiefs, and they just didn't get it done. It wasn't like they weren't even in a position to win the game, and they played very poorly on offense. So there's a lot of reasons to believe that they will be ready to go.
1: Good teams handle this thing. Yes, absolutely they do.
0: It will be very telling. Our next big thing is South Setup. We mentioned it a little bit, but this is the second divisional game in three weeks that they've had. So these games, you know, they almost count double, right? So these are going to set them up to get where they want to be in the postseason. If you can win your divisional games, the other stuff will come. And that is part of why we don't want them overlooking this week. John, I know that sometimes the Texans, I guess a division opponent to anybody has a little bit of a bugaboo with them, but things on paper should play out well against Houston this week.
1: Well, it- I said Monday, I, I'm not a big believer that teams in the past have had the Jaguars number mm-hmm. because in the past, everybody had the Jaguars number. they had better they're players. Right. <laughs> uh, they haven't been as good as teams. This is So that sort of thing I don't think really applies to this bunch. I think this goes back to what the theme of the week is. Um, it's a game that I think everybody would say, and even players, they're honest, they ought to win. Uh, you ought to handle business. It ought to there's no easy games in the NFL, but you ought to know it by five minutes left. This is, this is the better team. You think that's what they are. It's what they're supposed to be. They got to do it. Now here's the hang up. This was a game. The Jaguars were supposed to win last year in week five
2: and Davis Mills is their starting quarterback. By all accounts, they were not as talented. They're, they're not as talented now. They weren't then. And the Jaguars couldn't score a touchdown and lost 13 to six. The quarterback had a terrible day. He made a An awful throw into the end zone. One that probably got him focused on playing better football. Um, So, yes, the Jaguars should win this game. They should have won this game last year. This, John, is a very big test in the sense that Mm -hmm. this is that game. Win the games. If you're a good team, you win the games you're supposed to. And this might be the first time we've seen
1: that. I think they're a different team than they were this time last year. They got to show it
0: expectations. Our final big thing is going to be anger management. Part of turning the page is using that frustration that we saw a lot of in the locker room and post game with Doug Peterson as well. Turning that frustration into production and turning that into something because you can't just be mad about it. You have to fix it, right? So Brian, we talked a lot about how they're able to do that with Doug Peterson at the helm, because I think he's that kind of coach that can use that to motivate his team.
2: Look, and and I'm not I don't want to intimate that they're not working hard and they're not working long hours, but You know that excellence is generally achieved by doing a little bit more than others think is wise, right? By caring a little bit more than other people believe is necessary. It's that little bit more. 20 more minutes on the iPad instead of 20 minutes on Instagram, right? Mm -hmm. Probably makes a difference this week in somebody's game. Um, It's not about playing angry. It's about using the frustration to be smarter to do a little bit extra, something a little bit different in your preparation that gives you back that focus and gives you the edge. Just a little bit, right? Um, There's a great motivational speaker, Anthony Robbins, and he talks about two millimeters. It's just two millimeters on a turn of the wrench makes an amazing amount of difference. For them this week, it's about finding the two millimeters and getting sharpened again.
1: Um, I'm I'm gonna kind of go the other way. I think it, it is necessary to channel it, I think Doug's challenge this week a little bit is they, if there was a theme out of the Chiefs game, it's, it's that he thought they were maybe trying a little too hard at the big moments to make a play, to be the guy. Uh, I think offensively at least, it, it very much sounded to me on Monday, like his emphasis this week is going to be, look, we've got the players to do this. Um, everybody doesn't have to score an 80-yard touchdown on every play. Right. Uh, Trevor, you don't necessarily have to score that touchdown in the red zone. You can hand it to Travis four times. Um, At no point did you get a vibe from Doug on Monday that they didn't care. It was more, look, we're good. Just let the game come to you. And and what you just said could be the two
2: millimeters, right? Figuring out to hand the ball off four times. Whatever that might be.
0: Yes, just small things, little things. Execution, as we said. Right, and or
2: calming down. Right. Yep. Knowing that you're good, as opposed to we got to go beat the Chiefs so that everybody knows that we're good.
0: No overreacting this week when they take on the Texans. Yep. All right, we're here on Jags AM, presented by Jet Home Loans. Stay with us. Coming back, we're going to talk about the AFC South and what's going on around the division. For 10 years, Greenbinders Homes has been proud to call themselves the official home builder of the Jacksonville Jaguars. Visit dreamfindershomes.com for all of the available inventory and go Jack. Welcome back into Jags AM here in the Hyundai Studios presented by Jet Home Loans today. And we're going to go around the AFC South because we want to keep you guys up to date on what's going on in the division so that you can kind of see where the Jags stand with things. So there's three teams that are 1 and 1 in the division right now, and there's one team that's 0 and 2. And that would be Houston, the team coming to town. So Brian, when you look at the Texans, we're going to get a little bit more into the specific game plan later in the week. But they're 0 and 2. They've got a rookie quarterback. What's been going on with them?
2: Well, look, they've fallen behind by Double digits. digits in both of their first two games to Baltimore last week to Indianapolis. They don't have the vertical playmakers that we've all come to know in Houston Um, and when they've fallen behind, they've had to abandon the run and it's left CJ Stroud to throw the ball. John, he threw the ball 44 times in the loss to Baltimore. Uh, Look, throwing 40 times for a rookie is a formula for loss and then 47 last week, uh, he's completing about 66% of his passes and he has no interceptions. So he's doing some good things it's just he's found himself in a position where he's had to do it all himself and that's tough to do in this league
1: yeah all indications are that he's the real deal they think they found their guy um the issue the main issue there is they feel like they're probably a year away in terms of draft in terms of free agency from sort of getting back on the plane where they have a chance to compete uh the second issue is of their offensive line They have one starter healthy right now that they've got projected, and it's sometimes you see that and they're playing okay. With this bunch, they're giving up a lot of hits on the quarterback, giving up a lot of sacks. Uh, There was a fumble, a very key fumble last week for Stroud. Um, This is the time where the Jaguars need to take advantage of this and feel like the stronger team. He's been sacked 11 times, the most in the league, and he's fumbled three times
2: and lost two of those. So, uh, they have extra draft picks and cap room from the Deshaun Watson trade in the next year. Uh, it won't take long. He, he looks like he might be the real deal too.
0: Time to start building around him. We'll get into a little bit of the rookie quarterbacks in the division later on in the show. Um, we're going to go to the Colts now who got a win against the Texans last week and they did it without Anthony Richardson for much of that game because he left with a concussion, went to the concussion protocol and Gardner Minshew, our our old friend, was in the game and they were able to take down the Texans and get a win so they're at 1-1 one one as well. John, Is Anthony Richardson going to deal with some of those issues, being a running quarterback? Is this going to be part of the problem, or can he adapt to the NFL style and protect himself a little bit more?
1: Well, you know, Trevor, after the game in the opener, said, hey, protect yourself. I'm summarizing. I wasn't there, but uh, this is a league of big, strong, fast defensive players Uh, historically when quarterbacks put themselves in position to get hit a lot, it over time shortens their career. This is a little bit different. He's gotten hurt twice in two games. Yeah. Um, Probably a little bit of fluky in that. You can't say, okay, well, that's gonna happen all the time. Guys have played this way and played 10 or 11 years, Um, but it's one reason the league over time, you know, typically likes guys who stand in the pocket. Even in this day of, of, of running quarterbacks, Teams would still prefer a guy who can protect himself because of the longevity of the position. It's changing a little bit, but deep down in the gut of this league, you, you always get worried when your quarterback takes a lot of hits. Uh,
2: Minshew came in, as you mentioned, it was 11-14. I mean, typical Minshew. He's not going to throw the ball down the field, mm-hmm. but he completed enough passes and took advantage of the lead that they have. Uh, Teams know how to prepare for Gardner Minshew. Very different than Anthony Richardson. So if the Colts who are built around Richardson have to rely on Minshew, they're going to struggle. They just don't. They just aren't built to be that team right now. Although Shane Steichen said he was very impressed with Minshew. And it's hard to argue. I mean, Minshew's a guy who comes in and he gets the job done in situations where it looks, you know, bleak. You lose your starting quarterback.
1: There was a feeling up there that if Minshew had played all season and started, they're probably a seven-win team and probably a five-win team with Richardson. You know, you know he's a little more ready to be okay now. Right. It's just that Richardson, they think, has the ability to be great long-term. And yes, so Gardner did. has that great long-term.
0: And he needs the reps for sure hopefully yes. he gets back on the field quickly and then we're gonna head over to uh the titans now because they are one and one as well they came back against the chargers to get their first win of the season as they went into that game zero and one Tannehill bounced back obviously they kept him in town because they want to kind of keep this all going brian we talked about this but derrick henry not exactly the derrick henry we're yeah. used to seeing
2: no they've got to have Tannehill. it appears uh Tannehill led the league last week in Uh, yards per attempt. He was over 10.3 yards per attempt and led them down the field. Played very well a week after throwing three interceptions in their loss to the Saints. The problem for the Titans is going to be do they have the guns, the receivers, to be able to get down the field like that. Um, Derrick Henry is second in the league in rushing attempts but he is 35th in the league in yards per attempt. So you can see that maybe all the years of all the carries are starting to wear on him. You know, in his career, he's never averaged below 4.2 yards per carry, so 3.5 is pretty low for him. If the Titans are going to compete, they're gonna need their quarterback. They can get some days from Derrick Henry, but if they don't have Tannehill, it appears that they're gonna struggle.
1: Yeah, um, I always say count these guys out at your own peril. I mean, everybody sort of said at the beginning of the season that the Jaguars were gonna run away with this division. I didn't really bought into that. I get that maybe Derrick Henry isn't Derrick Henry Superman. Uh, they beat the Chargers last week, and, and I think the Chargers are good. They figure out a way to win. The Jaguars are going to need to get a double-digit number to be away from this team this year. The, um, the 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 key for them is their quarterback playing well,
2: and if he does, it'll it'll give Derrick Henry a chance to have some room to run.
0: Seems like a coin flip, though, whether we're going to see good Tannehill or bad Tannehill these days. So we'll have to see. 35 years old, yeah. Yeah, we'll have to see. All right, stay with us here on Jags AM, presented in part by Fields Auto Group Jacksonville. Step up to luxury, fieldsauto.com. We're going to do this or that when we get back after the break. Price.com is the easiest way to save money with comparison shopping, cashback coupons, all in one. It's free. Try price.com today.
2: <laughs> Dropping the throw with Mahomes. Looking. He's going to get hit. Well, that'll be a sack for Caleb on Chase on. Give Chase on credit. Kept on working, working, working. Ran the hump around Donovan Smith, but give the credit. Go on. I'm proud of you, boy. Let's go. go on.
0: You acted different. different. Hey, you acted different. You different. <laughs> This or that. This or Welcome back that. to Exam. We're going to do This or That today, presented by Price.com. John, I know you love the word trap game, but how's that involved in your this or that today?
1: Well, is this a trap game, which I hate? <laughs> or I think it's the other word I hate, which is statement game. Is, you know, um, I don't like either one, but I do believe if you can call anything a division statement, Brian, I think this might be a week to do that. To me, this is a game, good teams win. If you're going to control your division, this is the kind of game you get early. You're playing at home. And it's a team you ought to beat. Um, it just ought to be one of those 28, 13. You're not worried about it in the, in, the, in the last five minutes of the game. If it doesn't go that way, it's not a reason to panic, but that's what you'd like to see out of this team that you believe is going to be it, that you believe is on the upswing, that you believe is going to be one of those teams moving forward those kind of teams do that this well, week
2: I know you don't like the idea also of um,
1: I don't like very a, much no I know <laughs> of,
2: of a team having another teams number but the, the Texans have I mean in 2002 they came in as an expansion team and Jermaine Lewis returned a punt for a touchdown and the expansion Texans beat the Jaguars in their first ever meeting and then of course last year there was no reason why the Jaguars should lose to Davis Mills and that bunch of guys but they did so there have been moments where it's happened so I'm going to say that this is a. Um, I don't like trap game either. This is a division statement, and it better be. I mean, I'm, I'm the guy who said I think the Jags sweep the division in my hot take before the season. Yes. Right? You don't need to kill them. You don't need to win by 37 points uh, to you know to establish it. But come out, win the ball game. Don't make it close. Um, you know, don't be in the fourth quarter wondering, hey, we're going to get this one or not.
0: Mm-hmm. I think if it was later in the year I might go with trap game because I think sometimes these division opponents can sneak up on you a little bit when it's a game you're supposed to win. But I think because we're only in the third week, I'll go with statement win. And I think hopefully they can show their best version of their offense so that we have high hopes heading into London.
2: If it's a trap game after a loss, you got a good team. Yeah,
0: Let's hope so. I think they're good. Brian, what's your this or that for this week?
2: Well, which quarterback would you rather have? The Jaguars will see uh, the two rookies in the division in the first three weeks. And we saw Anthony Richardson, and John, you alluded to him, his traits, his physical characteristics, give him the chance to be great. And and we saw a very limited game plan on opening day, but he executed it pretty well, and he's big and fast, and guys have to account for him when he starts to get outside the pocket. And then you've got C.J. Stroud, who is, by all accounts, a pocket passer. You know, scrambled three times last week for a grand total of one yard. It's not what he wants to do. He's a guy who can stand back there. He's 66% accurate in terms of his completion percentage, and seems very comfortable there. So, which of these two quarterbacks do you think has a better chance long-term to be that guy that gets his team
1: into the playoffs? Stroud, without question. I mean, but I'm a pocket passer guy, so uh, I think Stroud, without question because uh, I think he'll be healthy for the long term. And he's already 66% under the dress he's been in. Uh, all indications are he's uh, he's on his way to being that. Uh, and I think with Richardson, it's still out of questions.
0: And that's just a gamble, right? Like Anthony Richardson, we don't know. We haven't seen a ton of him. And, and now he's been hurt in these two games so far in the NFL season. So... I would like to be a gambling woman and pick Richardson, but I think I'm going to go. Well, to the
2: start. one thing that's, it's worthy of pointing out is that Richardson isn't an offense like Jalen Hurts. Right. If you saw the Vikings Eagles game last Thursday night, uh, when they couldn't get the passing game going, AJ Brown was out of sync. They just started handing the ball off, and DeAndre Swift had a big day. And when the Vikings collapsed on Swift, well, here comes Jalen Hurts. I mean, I, I do think that the Colts have an opportunity to have something. I don't know how long it will last if he can't stay healthy. Uh, but I, I, I like Richardson. I'm intrigued by him.
0: It would be so cool to see them if they had a running game going right now with the Colts. Could well, we be. might
2: we, we might see that in October because
0: oh, yeah, that's, that's
2: true. when the the running back, Jonathan Taylor, is back. He'll be back in action, you would think.
0: Somewhere. Yeah. He'll be playing somewhere.
2: When we see them. Yes. October 15th.
0: Yes. Okay. Let's hope so. All right, for my this or that this week, we want to see the offense bounce back. But who would you like to see a bigger day from on Sundays, at the running backs or the wide receivers? Now, we were kind of getting on both sides of the issue the other day, but, Brian, when you look at that, which one do you want to see? We're
2: running backs. I want to see the running game get started. Fred Taylor, of course, he's always going to want to see the running game. But he and I had a long conversation about this on Sunday afternoon, and he said, why have they given up the run? With an offensive line that is struggling to keep Trevor clean and they were on Sunday and to a large degree they were on opening day in Indianapolis. The running game slows all that down. It calms everything down and gives Trevor more time in the pocket to get the receiver started. So from my perspective, I I know this is a team that's going to use the pass to set up the run. I know that's where it's headed. But on Sunday, I'd like to see them use the run to set up the pass until everything settles down.
1: Yeah, Fred's gonna have a long wait because this is (laughs) and it's not that Doug doesn't like the run. It's just that this team does not believe with this style of offense that you turn around and just hand the ball off if the numbers aren't there. So a lot of the passes that they use, you know, Brian, a lot of the passes they use, they don't believe that running into a stacked box is is the way to win. So anyway, I digress. Um, I guess I'll go the other way and say I'd like to see a big game from the receivers because I I feel like with this team, if you get – some receivers going and feel like that's clicking I I think they feel like that's their identity and they feel better about themselves so I'd love to see the run too but I'll use that argument right not thinking that there's a huge difference between which I'd like to see well just one more benefit though to the run and that is
2: that this offensive line they haven't played well they've heard that they haven't played well you, I don't care whether you're a pass blocking line or a run blocking line, there's gotta be a toughness and a nastiness to you. And I think they're on I think they're back on their heels a little bit, especially the interior three. I think by running the ball, who's a Bear Bryant had always well. talked about the advantages of, of run blocking in practice. Mm-hmm. Um I just I'd like to see them run the ball just to get that offensive line in gear. But I do understand that, that the way that Doug and Press are gonna build this offense, it's it's gonna be based on the pass, but this week, I think, maybe the run.
0: And I think we might see a little bit of both, to be fair. we we'll the be just enough run to get the wide receivers open and get them going and that high-flying offense that we hope and expect them to be. Stay with us coming up. We'll preview the rest of the week and you we have a sneak peek at Sounds of the Game. Jags fans, if you want customized Jaguar's furniture for your home, check out ZipChair.com to browse all customizable options. ZipChair is furniture for fans. be a tough one to watch this week, but Doug Peterson and Trevor Lawrence. I can't Lawrence, wait to watch it. That's Trevor awesome. Is, I know we know the outcome, but these are so well put together. you got to check yeah. them out if you can, for oh, sure. Yeah, for sure. That's a great tease. What are you guys working on this week? Anything fun? Just trying to get back on track.
1: I uh, should have uh, Foyer on the Ozone podcast on yes. uh, Thursday to post on Friday, so look forward to that. I'm going to spend it. some time with the
2: offensive and defensive linemen this week okay. uh, and Breston Buckner for a pregame radio interview and talk about establishing the line of scrimmage. The defense has done a very good job. The offensive line obviously has some ground to make up. But I think that's a big story for this team going forward. Not just this week. Next week, you see uh, Bijan Robinson in Atlanta, in London. And, I mean, you've got to be... The lines are where it is all built and just kind of get caught up a couple weeks into the season.
0: I love Coach Buckner. If you can't get you hyped up for a game, then honest you're fit, just never fit. going to be able to get hyped up. Now, that game this weekend against the Texans is brought to you by Renewal by Anderson, a better way to a better window. Visit rbafla.com. Tickets still available for that one if you want to come and check things out as the Jags look to get back on track. We'll be back with you tomorrow on Jags AM as we preview that matchup against the Texans. We'll see you then.